What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? Welcome to 2024, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, that is true. Uh, this is not the first show of the 2024 year, but I'm just excited because when it's beginning of the year, it's like the beginning, the freshness. It's like clean linens out of the out of the dryer. You know, it's just like that fresh car smell. It's like a brand new year, brand new you. I don't care if you don't like cliches. I do because I'm kind of a fan of that thing of being able to restart whenever as we decide. And you don't have to wait till the beginning of the year, obviously, to restart. But this is a this is a perfect opportunity for you guys to wipe the dry erase board clean come to the table get ready and uh, i encourage you to take notes take notes as you're listening to this podcast whether you're listening to us live uh watching the video cast you're watching listening to us on the audio podcast or watching a replay thank you thank you guys for being here but really what's important is for you guys to take notes and then not only take notes but take action on those notes if you think about this think about this 52 weeks in this year 52 weeks, you take three strategies every single week and you apply those, do the math. I'm not a math guy, by the way. I'm a motivation guy. I'm an inspiration guy. I'm an education guy. I'm not a math guy. Think about that. Three strategies every week that you're implementing in your life, personally, professionally, spiritually, however it is that you want to break it down financially, whatever it is for you that you want to improve in your life three strategies a week. Can you do that? Can you really do that? I mean, with all the time in the world that people have to sit there and surf on the internet and to complain and to watch series of Netflix in one weekend, do you have time to execute on three strategies? Because I know, I know, watch this, watch this. I'm going to make a prediction for the end of the show. I know there's going to be more than three strategies that are going to be shared in the show tonight, talking about our self-driven leadership, talking about how we can be aware of who we are and how we're marketing ourselves, both personally and professionally in today's world, because AI is catching up, ladies and gentlemen, AI is not going to go away. And so if you're in an industry where AI could potentially take over, you must be listening to this conversation tonight, talking about personal branding, because we all have a brand. We all have what we're known for. And this is going to be a great conversation for us tonight, because as you segue out of the job that potentially is going to be taken by AI, your personal brand on social media, on LinkedIn is going to be super, super important because in this day of computerized technology, your resume gets through based on what is written there. But then after that, it's based on what it is that you can come up with on your own to sell yourself, right? To sell yourself. The, comp the competition is out there. And so we're here to make sure that you are leveling up every single week. This is actually uh, January. This is the four-year anniversary of the Ron and Scripted Show. So I'm super excited. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you for supporting the show. We're in the top 10% globally. We're going to continue to work on that. I have a friend of mine is in top 3%. And so I'm gunning for him. I'm gunning for him. So I need your help. So please share this episode out when you get value out of this. And if you're new to the show, you can go to raw and unscripted.com raw and unscripted typed it out. Uh, and, and you can go there and you, you can hit us up on any, uh, podcast platform you want. Apple podcast is the preferred one. That one seems to be the most popular, of course, Spotify, iHeart, Amazon, anywhere you find podcasts, you can find me And with that, ladies and gentlemen, I would am super excited to have this conversation tonight. I met this lady, can't remember exactly how we were introduced, but everybody who comes on the raw and scripted show actually goes through a vetting process where I talk to them for about 10 or 15 minutes, make sure there's some chemistry, make sure that they're going to provide you value. That's something I implemented years and years ago for obvious reasons. And she and I hit it off. We were just blasting through and I'm like, Oh my God, we should be recording this. So without any further ado, please welcome Danielle Fitzpatrick Clark to the raw and scripted show. What's going on, darling? How are you doing this evening? And welcome to 2024. How are you feeling about it? I, you know, it, it started off a little rocky for us, but I am really excited about 2024. I was just like, you know what? We're just going to, we're going to just brush that first week off, but um, we're ready to go. <laughs> 
Awesome. Awesome. Are you, are you like me and think about, you know, cause so many people sit there and say, Oh, new year's resolutions, you know, that's bullshit and they don't work. Yeah. And da, da, da. What are your thoughts on the whole new year's process? Are you a resolutions yeah. person? Do you get excited about it? Do you start planning it? Or are you just kind of like, yeah. I just change my goals as I feel like it. You know, I, I think that there's, there's, there's room. And I actually did a, I actually did, was it a podcast? I think it was a podcast. Yeah. I did a podcast on this, um, right before, right before the new year's. And it's really interesting because, when we when we think about goals, I'd like to play on words, and it was really interesting because um, people will say, "Well, you know, what your goals are your true north, and that's where you're heading and stuff." And they reference true north and North Pole, and I'm like, "Well, if you actually," and I'm a my background's in science, so I always geek out on that. But I'm like, "Well, you know, the the poles actually aren't." static they're pretty they're dynamic and they're always moving a little bit so when i when i think of goal setting when i think about what we're moving towards i'm like you got to be a little flexible it's it's going to move i mean what do you do when you hit a goal well you put another goal out there so um goal setting or you, and or you scratch it and you have a bigger one i mean hmm. i usually am the one that's just like wow that was easy i'm gonna go bigger and yeah. so scratch uh, it. And we're gonna just yep that one we, we're going to hit that one. We're going to bypass it. We're going to go right for the bigger one. And so I'm, I'm, I'm all about being flexible. So resolutions are, are great. And I think if it works for you and if you like to have, you know, your ducks in a row and all lined up, then if that works for you, then do it. I'm not that type. I'm, I like to have, I like to see what I can do. I want to see what I can do. Right. So you're, you're, you're like in the brand new car. You want to see where she goes. I want to see how fast I can go. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, have you always been like that? Has that been something that's been ingrained upon you as a kid in sports and what other stuff, or is that something yeah. you've adopted as a part of a transformation you've gone through in your life? Perhaps. Probably a little bit of both because it's always, um, and I was telling a colleague about this the other day. I'm like, you know, I never expected to be where I am right now. So every day is kind of a surprise anyway. So it, it's it's at this point, and maybe I didn't always feel like that, but I never really felt like there was ever a limit. We'll just say that. I always thought that there was possibility and I always moved towards possibility. Um, and so now as I as I get older, as I get older, mature, as I mature, then I, I'm more like, let's see what we can, let's see what I can do. I want to see what I can do. I want to see what, what's possible. And so there's just, there's no limit on that. So. Mm, yeah. I love that. I mean, I, I'm the same way, you know, it's, it's like when, uh, there's a, there's a thing that says behind me, it says, um, to the effect of, um, to be in the darkness is where the stars shine their brightest. And yeah. when you think about the, you know, the darkness of, you know, being mediocre, the, the darkness of, of being, uh, uh, complacent, the, 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 the darkness of being lazy. And when we come yeah. out of that and we're able to stretch ourselves and push ourselves, the amount of confidence that we can gain, the amount of courage that we can gain to yeah. go tackle more things becomes exponential because that compound interest for our courage every single day yeah. and every single way, taking that imperfect action is pretty incredible for what it is that we can do. Yeah. My question to you, given everything that we've kind of talked about, you know, a little bit preamble and, and what we've set the show up to be, what is it that you want most for people to walk away knowing tonight? Like given we get yeah. what you want to get across to people, you want, I want yeah. these people to walk away feeling this, knowing this, doing this. What is that for you? Yeah. So I want to change their perspective on what the darkness and the light actually means when it comes to transformation and um, inner influence. And so we, we're the people that we're, we're the person or the individual that's putting something negative on a dark moment. And, and really we're, there's a lot of growth is the most growth happens when you're actually in the dark. <laughs> yes. Yes. A hundred percent. 
feeling your way around, you know, mm. scared of the dark or not. I mean, your heart's beating fast. We'll just use that as a metaphor. It's like if you're actually in the dark and you're scared of the dark, um, man, you are you are trying to find a way out. And so I think that a lot of times, and this is definitely a Star Wars reference, the light, the dark side and the light side. So I'll I'll throw out my geekiness on that. But it's it's really about the contrast. And you, yeah. it really is about the contrast because you can't understand sometimes what it is that you really want unless you know what you don't want. Mm -hmm. And and I think that if people can start shifting their perspective when they're down in the dumps and when things feel hard and they can start saying, I usually can tell myself like, huh, it's really hard right now, man, I bet what's on the other side is going to be so freaking good because um, this is, this is not what I, this is not what I want. And it's, right. it's okay because but it's probably what I need. It's probably exactly what I need. And for me, I think every case it's been. All right, yeah, I kind of needed that. All right, now I'm in the direction. I'm back on my, I'm back on my path towards where I really am meant to go. And um, yeah, and so when the next one comes, it gets a little bit. And the next dark path comes, it gets a little bit easier to move into the light. It's just like, yep, this is a, this is an experience. I'm here for an experience. I'm here to have a human experience, and I need the contrast and I need the good times because I mean, yeah, I'm going to learn a lot about myself when it's when I'm in the dark when it's not when it's not easy, when it's a little, when it's bumpy or rocky or bouldery or what have you. Um, and that's exciting. That's yeah. exciting. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's true. I'm, I'm glad you yeah. said that because excitement, I was just telling somebody earlier today, I got a new coaching client. We were talking about the difference between excitement and fear. And yeah. I said, that's a perspective. I said, when you sit there and think about what you're afraid of, what would it feel like to switch that word? Oh, I'm afraid of making mistakes. I'm excited to make mistakes. How does that feel yeah. for you? I said, and I asked her to say that and she yeah. goes, I'm excited to make mistakes. She goes, Oh my God, that feels weird. I'm like, if you know you have to make 90, I told another guy the other day, I said, if you know you have to make 95 phone calls to get that one, yes, be excited about those 95 calls. Be excited about making the day of some sourpuss. Be excited yeah. about clicking and be excited because you know you're, you're going to get to that next one. And then when you get there and that enthusiasm, you're going to even get it all that much more. Yeah. And so I encourage people, like when I, I think about it for me, and I, let me know if you feel like this. I was at uh, Disney, or not Disneyland, I was at uh, Magic Mountain years and years ago. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I was in front of Colossus and the, the people in front of me were all excited. They're like, oh my God, it's gonna be so much fun. We got to put our arms up in the air and da, 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 da. People behind me were like, oh my God, it's so tall and it goes so fast. And oh my God, it looks like a, a steep hill and da, 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 da. Same ride, yeah. different set of people, but that fear versus excitement. What do you think about that? And how can we get some people to get more excited about the fear? Because the fear really is just that false pretense in our brain. Talk to yeah. us a little bit about that. Yeah. And you know, it's, oh gosh, fear is so interesting too, because it is, it's the thing, it's, it's, it's really just our monkey brain. If you think about what fear is, it is our monkey brain coming up. It's the thing that is supposed to keep us safe. But when I think when people realize that um, you're actually not safe standing still, <laughs> I don't know if you, right. I mean, I watch those apocalyptic movies and they're like, the one thing they say is like, don't stay in one place. You're mm -hmm. going to die. You got to um, outrun somebody. <laughs> right. And so it's kind of the same idea, but like, well, are you going to stand still? Are you going to stay stuck? Are you going to stay here? Um, in your fear, or are you going to move? And it's riskier to stay in that spot and stay stuck than it is to move and to do new things and to try new things and to hear the no's and to move towards the yeses. But I tell you what, when you when you do that, then the yeses and and the achievements feel that much better. I I fear's not a bad thing. Just you know, keep moving 
keep moving anyway. We had the saying, I did um, a leadership program a few years ago. And can I swear on this? Is that okay? Cool, cool. Okay, great. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, fuck it. Okay, great. So because you're good. They had, they had a you saying. Get, you get the, bonus points. You get bonus points. I get points. bonus points. Awesome. I know. Everyone's like, you swear. I'm like, oh, like a pirate Um, uh, in front of my daughters too. And so I'll admit it. But what the thing that they say is like, we were doing something and we were you know, it could be embarrassing and out of our norm, but we said, oh, what the fuck? Let's do it anyway. Or, oh, what exactly. the fuck? I'm going to do it anyway. And so it's mm. kind of what that. What Tom like, Cruise saying risky business? Sometimes you just got to say, what the fuck? What the fuck? Well, just, oh, what the fuck? I'm just going to do it anyway. And so I, I've i taken on that motto. I think I had it before, but I'm just like, what the fuck? Why not? Why not? <laughs> I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. we're going to do it. I don't, I do stuff all the time, scared. Um, the, 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 the oh gosh sorry the water slides we went to the water slides this summer for my birthday and oh. there was like this really really scary one and i actually don't like heights me I'm neither person, same I, I don't like heights at all i don't i'm a tall person which is really funny so but i don't like heels i don't like to be taller if i don't have to be um but we went on this really scary and it was like a a drop like a oh. drop down but it it went up and went like this and i was like oh my gosh and i was walking up the line and i saw i saw other moms crying because they had to go on this and it was scary to walk down the thing and i'm like okay i can do this and i and I, i'm like i'm gonna do this i don't know if i'm gonna like it but i'm gonna do it anyway it's you know the girls are like bum it's your birthday you get to you know let's have a thrill and i'm like yeah that was thrilling and mm -hmm. um it was scary yeah it 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 wasn't it wasn't really as fun as i thought it was going to be but it did feel really good to get to get it done and over with and have the experience but you know it's just is that thing it's like okay i don't i don't necessarily like heights i love spending time with my kids um and i love that they they want me to do fun cool scary things with them and so mm -hmm. i'm like okay i rose to the challenge and so and that's the other thing if they're like well we dare you and i was like oh don't do that because then I'll do it. Um, we had the oh, same yeah. summer experience, my dear. We had the <laughs> same exact summer experience. I haven't been to a water park in probably 15 years. My kid wanted to go. My wife's a daredevil. And we yeah. get there and they're like, let's go on that one. I'm like, let's not and say we did. You guys can go and I'll sit here and hold the purses, right? <laughs> Which we didn't have purses because we had a cabana thingy. Yeah. And I was sitting there and I've got a bad back. I've had surgery, but I was mm -hmm. sitting there going, you know what? My kid's like, come on, dad, come on, dad. I'm like, as much as I don't like heights, as much as I don't like being out of control and stuff like that. And I used to dig that stuff. Yeah. I was like, for him right now, who is he expecting me to be? He's expecting me to be a dad that wants to do five-year-old or six-year-old stuff at the time. And so yeah. it's great because when you think about it, you got out of your comfort zone, but yeah. afterwards you were done, you were like, man, I'm so glad I did that. And that's what yeah. we want you guys out there in radio land and TV land to listen about and just really think about getting out of your comfort zone. I subscribe to this and I subscribe. I have my coaching clients do this. Yeah. Once a week, once a week, there's seven days in a week, once a week, get out of your comfort zone, whatever it might be. If you have difficulty talking to strangers, strike up a conversation with a stranger at a store, whatever it might be yeah. for you, 52 occurrences. As you continue to do that, a compound interest for your confidence continues to raise everything. Yeah. What advice do you have for people to, to get out of their comfort zone? Yeah. And, and I get comfortable with it. <laughs> <laughs> How do we do it's, that though? It sounds well, so like, okay, that's very easy, Danielle. Thank you for yeah. sharing that. But yeah, thanks, you know, Danielle. Yeah. I mean, I can't I even mean, come out of my house without having a, you know, shitting myself. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I'm not a therapist. So I really don't think I can help if you have that hard of a time coming out of your house. Um, when it comes to your, when it comes to coming out of your comfort zone though, it's, it's really about it's, it's, it's about reshaping your, your mindset. And yes. so when we, when we come out of our comfort zone, it's usually because what 
or when we're afraid of our going outside of our comfort zone, it's usually about what? It's a fear of the unknown. Mm-hmm. And so being out of control, being out of control, not knowing what's going to happen next. And here's, here's the beautiful thing is that you're not supposed to, even if you're, if you decide not to stay in your comfort zone, that comfort zone can be snatched away from you any given day. Things happen all the second. time, any given second. Fuck, and yeah. so it's, it's really interesting when people think that they're in their comfort zone. I'm like, oh, but, but it's not, that's actually not safe. Your comfort zone is not safety. Being mm-hmm. okay in yourself and having um, the resilience because you've actually, you know, built that resilience by trying new things and stepping out of that comfort zone. That's the safety. It's not safe being comfortable. Mm-hmm. What's safe is being resilient no matter what happens around you. So um, if if I was to say anything to anybody, just like get outside of your comfort zone because you're building that resiliency and that knowing that no matter what happens, you can handle it and you can mm-hmm. thrive. You can thrive in any given situation. But, you know, sometimes, sometimes, you know, people need to get really comfortable and have it taken away <laughs> for yeah, them you to know, learn You got to have the carpet pulled out from underneath you. You yeah. know, tell us about a time where perhaps that's happened for you, where that, where you had that awareness, you know, maybe it was a dark time in your life where yeah. you, where you, it kind of, it kind of changed your perspective about things and gave you this awareness that you have now. Yeah. There's, there's all of these, gosh, there's, there's so many of these moments, right? Um, oh, yeah. which, which one do I, which one do I choose? I remember, I remember our talk. Cause I remember yeah. there were some things that you brought up. Which one, <laughs> which one did I bring up? You can, you can lead me into this one. I'll talk about that one too. Um, it could be, I can't even remember. It was, you yeah. said there were so many, I'm going to allow you to pick one. That all way right. I can learn more about you. All right. So let me, let me think of one. Okay. Yeah. Here's a, here's a good one. So, you know, when, when my, my, my girls were, when I was first having my girls, um, my degree was in environmental science. Like that, that's what I knew. That's what I went to school. And I decided that I wanted to work from home and that's what I was going to do. I had no idea. I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't know what I, I knew I was a really good writer. I had already won awards growing up. I was writing was easy for me. So business writing or like, or like, uh, creative writing. Both, both like technical writing, creative writing. I, I know writing is just something that's, that's one of my, that's one of my gifts. And so, and I love doing it. So I stepped into content writing and magazine writing and copywriting. And that, that was really, that was really easy for me. And so when it's easy, I'm just like, okay, now what, now, now what, now what can I do? And so then I started to learn, I worked with companies and I was a freelancer. Then I became a contractor and worked with these companies and I learned digital marketing. I learned about funnels and this was way before, you know, all that stuff was cool. It was like 16 years ago when it was really just starting to ramp up. Um, and it was really fun and interesting, but I also felt pretty comfortable because I, I was getting a paycheck from a company. They were paying me every week and I was, I was getting paid to learn this stuff. Um, so the carpet, and so I was comfortable as mom. I had two little babies and, um, like, this is great. My, my husband had a wonderful six figure job and we were outside of Chicago and then. And then because he's in consulting and it is what it is, he lost mm-hmm. his very nice six-figure job without without very much to fall back on. And I wasn't making a whole lot. So I had to come, I had to produce some cash flow because it was, it was at this point, it was on me. And so that was really, really scary. Not oh, really yeah. running my 
really scary for me because a little you know, bit, a little overwhelmed, a little stress. Yeah. Yeah. yeah cause had why all did my... it all fall on you? If I may ask, why would, why would it all follow you and not be a, not, not be teamwork? Just, well, it, it was teamwork, but he's in consulting. So it takes like, I mean, it just takes up to six yeah. months to get a new job. That's all it is. It's just yeah. that that was his career. And so, and he didn't get much of a stipend. Um, it's, it was the company. It's the risky part of consulting. And we had just got, yeah, just my, my wife's dad was into it. And that was very traumatic for her because they constantly yeah. moved around the country. Yeah. And it was one of those consulting gigs where, you know, is with the big four consulting firms in Chicago. And so, oh, gotcha. um, and it, we, we just gotten, he had just gotten out of, um, he had just gotten out of his grad school, which all of our, all of our savings, everything went into it. Cause it was at a really big, um, school it was at Carnegie Mellon so wow. um so Randy that Bouch. yeah yeah so it was it was a great opportunity and it just there's no savings there's just no it was pretty fresh and so it was I had six months and you know that's what it took and he did everything he could and so what I did is that I'm like okay so it's time not to be comfortable it's not time to be comfortable anymore mm. um I'm a freelancer I can do funnels. I can do all this stuff. I know, I know a lot of things that I'm really good at it. So I'm going to say goodbye to working for somebody. I'm going to go and work for myself. So I did that. And within four days, I, I booked out completely for the next six months. So yeah. Wow. Four days. In a so, few days. Talk to us about that process. Holy And what I mean, yeah. what was your mindset going into that? Cause I think that's the most, that's the key, the key part. Cause you were talking about, okay, I had to do it, but talk to mm -hmm. us about it because so many times people sit there and say, you know, we hit rock bottom or we hit the bottom, which I talk about, or yeah. it's pretty incredible how we find the ability to be resourceful. That's what I mm -hmm. teach people. I'm like, once you learn how to become resourceful, like we were talking about before, you know, always realizing that we have survived a hundred percent of all the shit that we've got been through. So yeah. many people forget, we forget how much stuff, like I ask people when they're having a downtime, I'm like, tell me about the five things you've been through the most. And they'll yeah. tell me, I'm like, can you believe you're still standing here? Like, no, I mean, is that pretty credible? No, don't, isn't there any, is there any reason why you think that you won't survive anything that happens in your, in your future? Yeah. Well, I don't see any reason why not, you know, God forbid and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, so why be afraid of it? You're going to figure it out just like you always have. Yeah. I, you know, for me, it was more just like, I, I, I just, I'm just going to do it. <laughs> I'm just, mm -hmm. I'm just going to do it and I'm going to head down and, um, I'm just going to do it. I, I, I kind of, maybe that's just my personality, but I'm always like, well, I'm just, I'm just going to do it and it's going to get done. Mm -hmm. And I'm, the same I'm not going to, I'm not going to stop until, until I get, I get where I know I need to be or I want to be. And so, um, I pulled out, I pulled out a notebook and a pen. And I wrote down everybody I had come in contact with over the last year. And I called all of them and said, Hey, I couldn't do my own, my own agency business. Um, who do you know? Who do you know that could use some help? This is what I can do. Uh, that's all I did. And I went on social media. I reached out to people and said that I'm, I'm opening this up. I would love to talk to you. Or if you know anyone else that needs like virtual assistant or um, online business management work, I'd love to talk to them because that's, that's what I did. I did digital marketing. I did OBM work and filled up, filled up very, very quickly. Got some really great, um, really great contract work with some uh, up and coming startups and worked with some coaches and consultants and just my hours booked. My hours were booked up in like four days. I think it was actually four or five right in between there. And, um, then it was, then it was time to implement. <laughs> it was, then it was work time. So, um, but that's, that's kind of that it, it's, is it, is it grit? Yeah, it's, it's definitely like a grittiness. Um, but it's also just, 
I can't not do it. You know, when the, where does that come from? Where does that let's dig deeper on that? Because I think that's yeah. really super important. Cause we all have that. Yeah. I know I've seen so many people who think, Oh my God, Chris, I can't do it. I had one of my friends who, who everything she thought was, was insurmountable. And then she had yeah. a kid with full blown fucking autism. Yeah. And she, I'm like, she became super mom. She never wanted to be a mom, much less have a kid with full blown autism. And yeah. she became like this dynamo. Where do yeah. you think this, I mean, is it ego? Is it, is it validation? Is it, is it dark? Is it, cause I know I have to go dark sometimes to get myself to have like the, the oomph to do stuff. So I might yeah. think, okay, if I die tomorrow, would I be okay? No, I'm not. Okay. So I go dark sometimes. What is it for you that gets you that, 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 that why? Because I always yeah. believe like when you have a big enough, why you have a big enough, how? Yeah. You know, and I think this, because I, I always tell myself this, it's just like, you're going to get through it. You always get through it. And I've always had that since I was little. And I think that just, that comes from just going through stuff. And, you know, you, you kind of, if you go through stuff, even when you're younger and you get in, you go into the dark and you find a way through it, then you, then it gets easier every time. So if you do right. that repeatedly over and over and over again, and I think sometimes people just forget, yeah. they forget what they've already gone through and what they've achieved. It's true. And and sometimes even not that we all want to go back and remember those experiences because a lot of people are just like, I, I never want to remember that or experience that again. It's like, yeah, but just pull it out when you need it and just remember, remember what you achieved and what you got through before mm -hmm. because you're here now. You didn't get here now to where you are in the present by not going through some things to get there. So when, when you start thinking of it like that and you pull on all those experiences, bad or, like I said, it's a contrast. We need the contrast. We need the light and the dark in order to have the full experience of that, that current, that situation. But we need to, we need to actually start seeing ourselves in the way that we get through a lot. We've gotten through mm -hmm. a lot. We can achieve a lot. It's, it's a, that saying is that, um, you know, success, successfully is clues and I clues and I like to say I'm like well at least breadcrumbs is what it does right. so you it can does. always it, it does it's a trail I mean R&R &R, research and uh was it R&D instead of research and development it's Robin duplicate like exactly you want to be Tony Robbins do what he did yeah yeah and he didn't take it easy he didn't take it the easy way either he no. had to go through all these um these iterations of of failing and succeeding I mean and that's the other thing is that you know I, I reached out to people and I said, cause it was, cause it was hard. And though, and all of these experiences, well, I think you just lost me. <laughs> just turn your camera but, off. Uh, oh, hold on. I'll come back on just like, you can hear me at least, right? Yeah. Yes, of okay. course. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, but I think with, I think that everybody thinks that they're, they're in, they're in this alone and they're really not. And so if you're finding that you're having a tough experience, Find somebody who's had one as well and has gotten through it. Mm -hmm. And so don't shy away from reaching out to others that have been where you've been or have experienced something that you've experienced because chances are they've got some pretty good advice of how to get through it or even just understanding and having the empathy. So uh, the other thing is just, you don't have to go through it alone. So right. great to have a coach. This is why we have coaches, right? This yeah. is why the coaching industry is so important and essential for people. Everybody needs a coach yes. and having somebody who's gone through it as well can give you, can, can give you that, that fire again, can, can help you move through it with a little more ease. I mean, you still got to do the work. You still got to you know, build the resilience as you go, but having somebody who's got been there 
done mm -hmm. it, survived it, or thrived in it can be really, really helpful. So don't forget to reach out to your other leaders or your colleagues or find a coach that understands um, exactly what you're going through. And it does make it easier. And so mm -hmm. I think a lot of people try to go at it alone and they think that they're the only one. It's the funniest thing. Everybody thinks they're so yeah. alone. And I'm like, but there's so mm -hmm. many out there that Incredible. know exactly what you're going through. It's incredible. And I think, it, I think it, I, in a way, I think it comes in a form of self-sabotage, right? Yeah. Cause I know before, before 2013, I was that lone wolf. I can figure it out on my own. I like, I used to give myself the excuse in a way I like to learn new things. So I'm going to figure out how to make flyers. I'm going to figure out how to, I, I took a course on Adobe Photoshop, like, yeah. cause I'm going to make my own flyers and I, I'm really keen and interested in all that stuff. You know, it's like, we have to realize what our strengths and our weaknesses are. We also have yeah. to realize that we have this opportunity for us to change our perspective about our past, present, and our future at any particular point in time to be yeah. able to see things in a different manner. And so yeah. when I see things, when I look at things in my past and I think about the fear and the darkness and everything that we've been talking about, I look yeah. at it as what is it going to do for me to do my best? Right. And I think that's right. what we're talking about here is, is really going above and beyond because I know when I got home from work one day, years and years ago, I said, I did the best I could. Yeah. And then I realized within that, I'm like, Chris was re that really your best. And I think this is going to, this is going to tie into the last part of what I want to talk about mm -hmm. is when I said that I was like, was that really your best? And I had to be honest with myself and it hurt. And I was like, that wasn't your best, Chris. If that was your best, if a film crew was following you around, that mm -hmm. was definitely not your best. So why did you not do your best? And I just kept mm -hmm. asking why I kept asking why. And it was like, I had a fear of if I did my best, it wouldn't be good enough. So as long yeah. as I just did okay, then I just could give myself the excuse that at least I did it. At least I did okay. What yeah. is it that we can do for people to help them become their best? I know you work with clients. Yeah. What is it that we can do to, 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 to go from a, from a seven effort to an eight or a nine or a 10 effort in something? Yeah. Well, you know, I think the first thing just to, just to answer that is that it's okay to be a seven. <laughs> it's okay to be a seven some days. It's, and it's, yeah. and I love what you did because it's, it's that questioning, right? It's because I, what, what I'm hearing from you is that you, you didn't fool yourself into thinking you did your best, but you also gave yourself the space to question, well, what, why, why was I not, why was I not there? Because right. if you actually can be, have that awareness, then you can move forward from there. And so, um, awareness, it's the first thing. It's the first thing with inner influence is, is being real with yourself and being okay no matter what that answer is. Um, okay, no, it wasn't my best. I was a seven today. Um, and then I got to have this conversation with myself. So now I know, now I know this is the, these are the things that I'll think and these are the excuses that I'll make and that's okay because now I know. Now I know my 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 internal process, my my internal quirks. And so tomorrow, when I start telling myself that again, then I can, I can be aware and I can, I can like, okay, so let's just pull that back and let's, let's step into the next piece, which is, you know, if you're telling yourself that I can't do it. So maybe tomorrow you don't say, I can't maybe say, I will, I will do it. I am doing it. And so it's just, it's, it's really about having those steps, those baby steps every day. Um, now some people can, they can just cut it cold Turkey. I would say a lot of us need those baby steps and just, 
it's not necessarily about it's it's all about that self-forgiveness and that awareness piece because then you can learn and you can move forward from there mm-hmm. um and i like journaling i i took a break on it for a few years but i find that journaling really helps me to process just process my days yeah. um so i can journal a little bit at night and a little bit in the morning i i do like journaling first thing in the morning because it helps me set up my day and that helps me be aware of where I was yesterday versus today because when I when I really look at what is it that I'm doing I'm just trying to be a better version of my self yesterday exactly yeah Yeah. that's that's what I'm talking about right there is that exponential that, that little bitty growth every single day compounded over a period of time will create that courage that confidence and that ability to sit there and recognize like i dig a challenge i like to find out what i'm made of i like to go through tough i mean me and my friend scott were talking about this not too long ago we kind of openly admitted that we kind of dig tough times because then we Mm -hmm. know as we go through that on the opportunity the other side is that we get to help other people go experience that like or get through that experience right because i was telling somebody the other day i said i said if i have not gone through it personally gone through it i can almost guarantee you i've coached somebody through it i've been doing this for over 20 years i have heard nearly every story i just heard a new one the other day though that was i was like pretty surprised i had not heard that kind of a story before but you know i think that the segue for this conversation right now is what i talked about kind of in the opening is talking about ai and talking about the fact that you know ai is coming it's coming for copywriters and things of that nature and i know that in the the information you sent me you wanted to talk about branding and i and i think that's so important because we're all a marketable product especially now in this open marketplace that's a worldwide opportunity for us to become entrepreneurs what are some things that are hot on your mind for people to understand about that, that they are that yeah. product and how to brand themselves in such a way that's not inauthentic? Because I mean, right. I know that people are burned out on the word authenticity. I don't care. I I, I love being authentic. That's that's yeah. why I'm successful. That's why I'm happy. And that's why I still look a youthful 27 when I'm going to be 55 next month because I'm happy because I'm out there yeah. doing the thing that I'm, I'm supposed to be doing. But talk to us about that in your perspective and your experience. Yeah. What it. It's, it's really interesting because authenticity is the key when it comes to branding. And it doesn't matter if you're an entrepreneur or coach or if you own a small business and have employees or a corporation. Um, it, it, starts, it starts with the founder. It starts with the person who produces it and the vision that they have. So um, I'll just keep it simpler when I'm talking about a single person entrepreneur. Your, your branding is the energy of the business of your business if it's a coaching business then who you are is the business um now a personal brand is the branding of you as your business and so what is why do people struggle with personal branding because they don't know themselves Mm -hmm. amen they don't know themselves and and that's okay like how can they get to know themselves better they can get so my number one thing is when i'm trying to get to know myself better or this next version of myself better is to keep the promises that i'm making to myself so keeping your promises to make to yourself mine usually has to be like okay i'm getting off the computer at 5 p.m and i'm not coming back on (laughs) and it's usually something like that or it's like i'm gonna go and do some self-care i'm gonna go and get like a, a pedicure um, even though I hate my feet touched, <laughs> it's really funny, mm. but I'm like, but it feels really good afterwards, but it's something like that. It's like, if I tell myself that, okay, we're, we're going to go do this and 
and I need to do it. I need to follow through. And, and that, that piece is like my first thing is like, just make sure that you're keeping first and foremost, the promises to yourself, because the other thing that people will do is that they'll make promises to everybody else and they're, they'll sacrifice themselves for the promises that they make to everybody else. But what they're doing is they're actually being very inauthentic and very, not just to the person, but to who they are. Anytime that you go against what you really want to do, that's inauthenticity. Mm-hmm. So, and you're devaluing yourself. You right. little by little by little by little by little. I was just helping somebody yesterday about that. Yeah. That little, like, you gotta stand your ground, stop tolerating that shit. If you don't want to yeah. do it, don't do it. Yep. And here's the thing is like, why do people do that? It's because they don't feel like they're worthy. Yep. Bingo. They don't feel like they're worthy. And why don't they feel like they're worthy? Well, there's all these reasons why, and we can point these fingers in all the other ways, but they've learned it themselves that they're here they're they don't even know why they're here and and it's just it's never occurred to them that whatever who that whoever they are decide to be and be in the world that they belong here for one they're here for a reason um and that that's special just being here makes you special and once people understand that they the space that they stand in every single day is their space and they belong there because they're here, then they can start moving into, well, what are the things that, what are the things that you do like about yourself? And if you can't come up with the things that you like about yourself, what are the things that, that make you happy? (laughs) What are the things that make you happy? And it's, it's about coming back into your body and feeling and feeling that. Amen. That's, and so, and what does it take to come back into your body? It takes being present. And there's all these different techniques to be present. I mean, even just kind of looking at, like, I've got my earbuds here and just looking at the case and saying, okay, these are my earbuds. They're sitting right here. I'm here right now. That's a way to do it. I mean, I like to go, I like, I don't like wearing shoes. So if I can go out my bare feet when it's not too cold out, then I'll go and walk on the ground. Um, people say to hug, grounding down, getting mm-hmm. grounded. It feels really good. I mean, hugging a tree, hug a tree, hug a tree. (laughs) I mean, hug a tree, hug a tree. Um, those types of things, you know, playing music. So if I can't get outside, then I'll sing, then I'll sing and nothing feels as good as singing Mm -hmm. um, or playing music, playing, yeah, playing music. So I'm very musical too. And so it's those things that can bring you back into yourself and you're going to start to feel if you enjoy it, you're going to feel happy. And then it's doing more of the things that make you happy and that excite you. Um, but you, you got to start, you got to start with you first. You got to start with you, then go do your branding. Um, but what most people are doing is that they're not there. And when they go and they go through the process of personal branding, they're looking at everybody else, what everybody else is doing. Yep. And they're thinking that's who I need to be in order to be successful rather than recognizing that you're already a success because you're here and you're doing something different. So um, the baby steps, it's all, it's all baby steps going back into yourself, feeling worthy, um, make, keeping the promises to yourself. First and foremost, you should be first on your list. Even More the ones just. that have kids, that was the hardest thing for me to learn, by the way, I, yeah. I'm first on my own list because um, I'm a mom and I love being a mom and I have animals and the way where I came from was that everybody else comes first and I come last. And so that was the same with me. Yeah, that was a, that was a good lesson and I'm still learning it. And I, and I know I'm still learning it. And, but that really is, it's that whole, that whole thing of put your, put your oxygen mask on first, you know, for those of us that we love to give, um, sometimes mm-hmm. that's hard, but 
you, you have to start there. You have to start there. Then you can start discovering, well, what am I really, what am I really about? What do I really love? And I discovered over the years that I like disruption. I like to shift people's perspectives. I like to do things really different or just yeah. try something different. I love it. I love running experiments. I love to see what we can, what we can do and getting these ideas or getting ideas from my clients or my colleagues and like, well, let's just see, let's just see, let's run an mm. experiment. So there comes my science background, which is <laughs> awesome. Cause then I get right. to run experiments every day, but I really like doing things out of the norm. And I didn't know that. I didn't really know that even eight years ago. So it was just this process of, of discovering and coming back within and seeing what was exciting to me. And I'm like, well, trying different things is really exciting to me, <laughs> even if I'm scared of them. And so disruption just makes sense. Like, okay, so what is it that everyone's doing? I don't want to do that. I don't want to do what everyone's doing. I want to do what everyone's not doing or the opposite. Exactly. And so that's where it becomes fun for me is to, I mean, doing the things that other people are doing and trying them out and then finding my own way is fun too. Um, but yeah, that's, doing, doing the things that other people are doing or not doing, that's fun. And mm. so that becomes part of the brand. Um, you know, how did you, I mean, how did you discover your personal branding? What was one of the things that you were just like, yes, that's me. Um, just kind of like when I went from a suit and tie speaker, yeah. um, I just realized like, what would I want to do? Cause at that time I was more a speaker than I was a coach. And at that point it was like, okay, I just want to wear my bandana on stage. Cause I hate sweating. And that's the reason why I wear a bandana is because I do not like sweating. And I've worn a yeah. bandana since I had long hair. I've worn yeah. a hat on backwards since I had long hair. It's just been out what I've been known for. And so I was just like, in the perfect world, I don't want to sweat on stage. So I'd wear my bandana. I'd yeah. wear my jeans and my vans. And I would just be me. I would swear. And I would just be raw and unscripted. That's how yeah. this whole show came about is because I did a live radio show for three years called the Kickass Radio Show. Yeah. And then I quit it. I put it on hiatus thinking I was going to go back to it. And I didn't. Then this whole podcasting thing came out and I was like, what am I known for? What do I, what, what do I want people to know when they're getting to this podcast? And I'm, I'm like, I'm raw and I'm unscripted. I'm not going to sit there and be all perfect and, and eloquent and that where I can be where I was, I just want to mm -hmm. speak from my heart. And so yeah. the whole branding thing just became about like, if I, and my, my friend, JB Glossinger said this, so I'm going to give him the, the credit. He mm -hmm. goes, if I'm going to suck at this, I'm going to suck at it being me. And this yeah. was back in 2013. And then I got the opportunity to work with Les Brown. You know who Les Brown is. Some yeah. people don't know Les. Les Brown, famous motivational speaker, one of the greatest on, on the planet. I got to work with him for, for three days. And he pulled me out into the lobby of the Sheridan Gateway Hotel. And he says, Christopher, he goes, you're an amazing speaker. He goes, you're fantastic. And this is, I was kind of dressed like this. I, I did more of a professional thing. I had like a tie loosely done. I had a, a dress shirt untucked with my jeans. And so it was kind of like professional, yeah. but rocker, kind of like, you know, that kind of style. Yeah. And he's like, but I can't do this. He's like, looking me up and down. He's like, he's like, I put you on stages and da, da, da. He goes, like, I can't do this. I can't do the kick-ass thing. He goes, you know, just consider it. And I said, Les, I love you to death, dude. I said, literally your cassettes and, and Tony Robbins cassettes. And when I was 16 years old, 17 years old are what really turned me and made me believe that yeah. there was a, an opportunity in life, Yeah, but I have to be me. Yeah. I said, I have to be me. I'm not going to, I'm not going to change who I am for anybody else anymore. Just yeah. for the validation, just for the money, just for the, whatever it might be. I got to be me at the end of yeah. the day. I want to be remembered for being me. I don't want people to go. I don't know who he was, but he was successful. Yeah. And he's like, damn dude. He goes, you're so good. He goes, he goes, I dig your brother. He goes, if you ever change your mind, let me know. He goes, just mm -hmm. to let you know. I goes, I wear sweatpants and, and all the time. He goes, I don't, he was wearing his famous red tie and his white sh shirt and everything, blue suit. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and that was just, I stuck with that. 
And so yeah. that, that when you brought up uh, the, the word authenticity and the, and the stuff you sent over to me, I was so attracted to that because so many people don't even know who they are. They're so wrapped up in their beliefs of what they think they should be in order to get that validation and that egoic, whatever confirmation that they never got when they were kids. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's this, it's this human trait. This is the ego trait of like, well, we, we survival survival means that we build the the community we build into the community. And so what happens when you're in community, not all communities, but what's known is when we're children is that we have to do things a certain way. We have to abide. There are certain rules and laws and stuff. And it's, it's bad to not follow the rules. And I was from a very young age, very contrary. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. Nice. Right. I know. Yeah. Just very contrary. I mean, I don't know. I don't even know how. It how many times the principal call? <laughs> my dad was my principal. What? Mm -hmm. No shit. Oh, wow. Was, yeah, that it was my high school. <laughs> it was. Yeah. Talk about talk Ooh. about being a talk about being a good girl for a while. Mm -hmm. um, for a while, but, she says. Yeah, college was fun. College was fun. <laughs> I had a good time in college. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of that piece where, well, we're, you know, it's a community, everyone has the rules, we follow the rules, and there's not a whole lot of stepping outside that. But here's the fun thing. Here's the really fun thing is that when you decide to do you, when you decide to follow your own rules and what feels really good to you, with respect, of course, right? And not hurting anyone else. Um right then then what happens is that you draw in other people who get you and want and appreciate connect. you and connect with you right yeah. and so you end up building your own community around you of, of like-hearted like-minded and and i think that that's that's just often when you're not being that when you're not stepping into who you are and what really excites you and lights you up when you're doing the opposite, you're going to continue to attract in what you don't want because you're being who 100%. you aren't. Yes. And and that that's another that's another spiral down for people. And it just it gets to the point where you can't even recognize yourself anymore. And when that happens, and you feel it, and people will feel really down and depressed, and and really it's just that they're 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 turning against who they really are it's not about anybody else either it's about mm -hmm. it's the internal it's always the internal and um not stepping into who you really are and there's nothing better than and and i liken this to watching i was watching um uh football a couple of months ago and you know i watch it once in a while and while well, i'm doing some work on the weekends and um, I remember my husband saying, he's just like, yeah, there's this really young uh, QB and they're, they're okay. There's a couple teams that had a young QB and I'm sitting there watching one of the young ones and I'm just like, oh my goodness, he's athletic. He's fun to watch, but he was just in the zone. Right. He was, and I guess apparently that was his best game, but I loved watching him because he was, he, his movements were athletic and he just every throw that he had that game just it, he nailed it every time and you could tell that he was being who he really was mm -hmm. and so when you see musicians and artists and just individuals doing that and just they're in the zone they're being who they truly are they're on their they're on their, their vibrational path. frequency right yeah they're then vibrating at a frequency that that that's attracting yeah. more of the same 
And it, it's just attractive. Like it's just attractive. It's fun to watch. It's enjoyable. Um, and you know, it doesn't even matter if somebody's a vibrational match. There is, there's a, there's an attraction. Like I can't not watch this person. And so, and I think that people miss that piece too. And they're afraid of being who they really are because they're afraid of what people will think. And they're not thinking that actually what happens is that people are more attracted to you. Yes. They may be triggered by you too. And, you know, I usually am like, Hey, if I'm 50, 50 triggering an attraction, then I'm, I'm in good, I'm in good company. I'm doing no, the right I know, thing. I know that that's about me. I know that's <laughs> yeah. about me. Some people dig yeah. me and some people are like, what? Just, I've seen their faces when I've come on zoom calls with them. They're like, <laughs> like, what, what fucking get like some rock star or whatever. I think it's great. I, I love it. I love it when people are being themselves. It it brings yeah. me enjoyment too. But I mean, then then it's great. It's like people don't. I mean, if they don't like me, I'm fine. I don't. I really don't care anymore. I'm like I don't actually have the space for it. There's um, eight billion people in the planet, right? Yeah. I mean, there's a social community out there. There's somebody for everybody. Exactly. I mean, just go out there and Google it. Like how many people are underwater basket weavers? I mean, there's somebody for everybody out there. And the sooner yeah. you are who you are, the sooner you're going to attract your, your tribe, your vibe attracts yeah. your tribe, which I love. It's yeah. so true. When I became, when I just decided to be who I am all the time. Yeah the level of confidence, the level of, of, of courage, the level of inner peace, I think is the, the bigger factor of it because I was always searching for inner peace. I was reading books about inner peace. And then I found through then researching successful people that all of them were authentic to themselves. They had been yeah. down that road of trying to be somebody who they weren't. And then I read the book, the five regrets of the dying. And that's where it really hit me that the number one regret of the dying, this hospice nurse sat with everybody. It's an amazing book. Yeah. The number one regret of the dying was that people live the life they thought they were supposed to live instead of the life they wanted to live. And when you think about that, you get to the end of your life, you're in your eighties, nineties, seventies, whatever it is, you got a, a life threatening disease, all those things that you pretended to do and all those people you pretended to be for all the people to make them happy and to give them success. Was that worth it? Yeah. Fucking hell no. No, yeah. it's better to be you. It's better to go. That's when I came up with the idea back in 2008, I went to a funeral mm -hmm. and real quickly, I, I was sitting there watching this person that I worked with get eulogized. I was like, oh my God, they live such an amazing life. I had no idea they did all these amazing things. Yeah. And then I dawned on me, I turned it around on myself as I usually do. And I said, mm -hmm. geez, Chris, if you died tomorrow, who would show up and what would they say? Very impactful. I still remember it vividly to this day. And I thought yeah. 10 or 15 people would show up with Bon Jovi and Motley Crue records and a bunch of Jack Daniels and, and uh, Miller Genuine Draft. And all my friends would sit around and talk about, oh my God, remember that stupid thing Chris did? Remember that crazy thing Chris did? Remember that time Chris did this? Remember that? Oh yeah, he was a seventh grade dropout who changed the world. I didn't want the postscript on my life to be the biggest aspect of my life. I don't want to be remembered for being this party animal, this girl chaser, all this different stuff, this crazy guy that off-road went music guy, whatever. I want to be remembered for the guy that changed the world. So I went home and I wrote my own eulogy. And at that point, it became crystal clear. Again, when you have a big enough why, you have a big enough how. It became mm -hmm. crystal clear who I am. All the things I thought were important were not in that eulogy. And I went and I wrote it real quick. I wrote it by hand and I went back and I read it. And actually mm -hmm. by the halfway down, I started crying because I realized, wow, to live that life, to be have people standing up and remembering me for being that person, that yeah. gave me the roadmap every single day of what to do next. Yeah. You wrote what are your thoughts your, on that? Writing your yeah. eulogy. Does that scare you? Does that, does that, I'm, I'm sure that excites you because you're, it, you're it like, does. Well, it's, it's, it's a, 
it's actually a way of writing about your future self and then and then you have that future self to step into every day after yes so and i love that because it's um because it's just it's that possibility piece like well what if i was this person what if i was this what if i did this and i mean i i think that no i feel this this is actually a feeling so it's an emotion it's something that it's a knowing for me right and that if we have the vision for it then it's then it's meant for us yes in some capacity and i think people will they'll have the vision of something or some version of themselves and they'll think well i can't do that or that's not for me or and they'll second guess the vision and really it's like thinking about it in terms of possibility and well what what would that take what would that look like mm -hmm. you know what are the things that i'm ready to to drop because they no longer serve me yeah. and what am i ready to step into every day and it's a it's a process it doesn't have to be um i'm not a big fan of cold turkey i'm not getting things i'm my, like my warm oldest, i like warm hey i'll take a little i can take a little bit less sugar every day and i'm gonna be out of sugar eventually that's my thing for this year it's like okay we're gonna we're gonna get away from sugar completely good um, but yes, i'm not feel way but i can't do i can't i can't do it i can't drop it cold turkey i just can't but i'm gonna do a little bit at a time and i can do that um so so that's that's just how i work really well and i can i can build myself up to it now my oldest daughter i don't know how she does it she can just cut it she's like nope done that's what i do i quit smoking <laughs> yeah. i quit drinking i've quit everything just that's amazing stop. Yeah. Yeah. And I probably could do it. I just, um, I'm surprised. Cause I would yeah. feel like you were like me, like you would, cause we're very, very similar in so many ways. I just decide that I'm just not that person anymore. I just decide yeah. that was just, I give myself a day to process it. Yeah. Usually that's what I do. And then I'm like, that was yesterday's Chris. Yeah. Like I literally quit drinking two months ago. I just yeah. decided nobody I've quit drinking before, but I say, I'll, I'll do it for two months. I'll do it for 75 days. I'll do it for yeah. three months, whatever. But I just yeah. decided to quit drinking without an end date. And that felt weird and felt awkward, but it's been fine. Yeah. You know, I'm good at everything else, but I think sugar is the thing that I do struggle with. Like, and I, maybe it's my kryptonite, um, but mm. you know, cause I have it in my coffee, but I do do things cold Turkey, but the sugar thing, I will say that's, I know I'm going to have people reaching out like I can help you with that, mm. <laughs> but that's been, that's been one of my tough ones. So, um, but I, I'm pretty confident I'll get rid of it probably sooner than I think I will, but no yeah. excuses no darling. excuses right no excuses what is your debt what is your when is your end date when is the when is the final yeah. piece of sugar gonna pass your lips um probably the end of january is what i'm thinking oh that's good so. that's good okay probably or it will it will language it will, it will. that's true will. language yeah. is really important you're right that's a good point super important See, I, caught, I caught people in my group. I have a group coaching program I do on Monday nights. It's an accountability program. And yeah. one of the one of the participants kept saying yet. Like he's like, I haven't yeah. done it yet. I haven't done it yet. And I always said, I just want to applaud you for saying that because it's so true. You write yeah. it into an existence. You write it into an experience. You write it into your future. And that's why I always highly recommend people in the morning when they first wake up is to visualize their goals, to see yeah. them, touch them, feel them, run them through your brain. I can't count how many times I've visioned myself coming out on stage to ACDC Highway to Hell. Everybody's yeah. having a good time. They're doing this. And I'm like, what's up, fuckers? Let's go. And it's a whole one day event. It's a big mass. It's a big event that I'm doing. And it's I see my raw and scripted in the background. And I'm out there just in front of like 10,000 people. I've spoken in front of a yeah. thousand people before, but I don't think 10,000 people before. But yeah. I visualize it every single day. So I know I'm writing it into an experience. But holy yeah. shit, dude, we've been talking for I know. 55 minutes. And I know it's on the East Coast there. Well, I do want to just—I just, just want to point out one thing, just so for everyone, this is why you need a coach. You yes. need someone to actually like my my best habit shift has been happening when somebody actually points out my language. 
Like seriously, I, I have, I always have a transformational coach that does that. Mm-hmm. And it's, Massive. it's, so you guys need to hire, you guys need to hire Chris. I'm just saying, yeah. <laughs> so because you do, you need the accountability. So I, I just hope that they got that from that because even, even me where I'm really, you know, I self mastered a lot. I still need it. We all need a coach. A rubber band around your wrist. That's, I mean, that's what I say. That's what I do for, I did it. I did it for so many different things is once you, once you become aware, I call it awareness, acceptance, and action, the triple A awareness, being aware, acceptance, not accepting responsibility or anything else, but just accepting it is what it is, whatever it might be. And then action. Yeah. Like that's the recipe for success right there. But my dear, I could talk to you forever. And I knew this was going to be a great conversation. Um, I'll definitely have you back on the show. Where can people um, get a hold of you and learn more about uh, Daniel Fitzpatrick Clark? So they can go, they go to my website, influencebuilder.com. Um, they can find me on Instagram or even LinkedIn. So I am the only Danielle Fitzpatrick Clark on LinkedIn for now, <laughs> unless we get a copycat, but you guys can find me on there. So those are the, those are the two best platforms. Um, besides and my what's your, what's your IG handle to spell it out for people who are listening. Uh, yep. DFC coaching, DFC coaching. So for Danielle Fitzpatrick Clark and then coaching. Boom. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, influencebuilder.com and at DFC coaching, go check her out. She's awesome. Uh, this is my second time having an opportunity to talk to her. And then also, um, had the opportunity to get to know you over social media and watching your posts and learning from you. And and I could tell your heart and your passion are all right there that you love serving your customers and you love what it is that you do. So I highly encourage you guys to connect with Danielle, um, user services and go check her out, check out and uh, talk about your podcast real quick. Tell as well. Yeah. I forgot, I've got- I forgot to talk about that. Yep. I've got two podcasts. So, um, we just launched one last fall minds of the mighty and that made it in the top 10% in a couple, in a month. Yep. We did that really good. That was, uh, that was a lot of, that was a lot of fun marketing. We had a good time with that one. And I have another one. Um, it's, it's been a solo one, but we're actually going to start bringing in interviews too with amazing founders. And so that's light at the end of the funnel. So it's all about leadership and transformation and then marketing. So I bring in I combine my my favorites all into one. And so now we're expanding it out and having interviews with people in 2024. So really exciting stuff for that one. And that one's in the top 5%. So that one, but I've had that one for longer. So we we pushed that one um, to the top 5%. So I, I've got 3% on my radar too. <laughs> for, Damn, girl. Yeah. That is awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for spending your time with us. I know it's on the East Coast over there, so I know it's later, but thank you. I'm going to put you backstage for a second. Don't go anywhere because I still want to talk to you about your podcast personally and see how it's going. And uh, so don't go anywhere and we'll be right back. Boom. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. What's up, Nancy? Got Nancy in the house. She says, hello, lovelies. She says, your group is amazing. Thank you, Nancy. I appreciate you. And uh, Nancy also says, we all need a coach. We all need a, we all need a couch. Yes, we all need a couch. Yes, we do, Nancy. Actually, I didn't grow up with a couch. I had a twin bed in the living room, but uh, I know you met coach. Thank you, my dear. I appreciate you. I love you. Check out Nancy Nance, by the way, uh, Exponential Joy. She does a, a live every single day. Check her out on Facebook. So there you have an amazing conversation with Danielle, Danielle Fitzpatrick Clark. Um, I, I always bring you the top quality guests, ladies and gentlemen. I told you at the top of the show, if you just kept checking in to the show right now, go back to the beginning because we start off fresh. We start off talking about what it is that we can do with our capacity and our brains and our minds to really push ourselves outside of our comfort zone, to push ourselves to become the best version of ourselves that we possibly can. And that involves making tough decisions. But if you think about your life, you have survived 100% of everything that you have been through. Yes, yes. I want you to nod. Say, yes, Chris, I have survived 100% of everything I've been through. 
then why not would you not why would you not survive 100% of the things that are going to come your way that I will survive those things chris okay then stop fucking worrying about them life is going to present itself whether you want it to or not things are going to happen that are outside of your control most likely more often than not so get comfortable with being uncomfortable realize that in that uncomfortableness realize in that squirminess that anxiety that i don't know what i'm doing guess what ladies and gentlemen you're going to do it like you did all the other fucking times you're going to figure it out think about that you're going to figure it out how have you figured it out to get to this far you've made mistakes those things are not mistakes those things are learning opportunities those things are stepping stones do not think about things in terms of mistakes think of them as an opportunity Wow, I get another opportunity to figure out how not to do it. You've all heard Thomas Edison, you know, what thousand attempts to create the light bulb never gave up. Thank God we're not in the dark. Do not give up on yourself. Love yourself. And if you struggle to love yourself, that is important. That, that is important recognition for you to sit there and say, listen, I need to talk to somebody. Talking to somebody, having a therapist, having a coach, having a close confidant to be able to share and be honest with everything that's going on in your life is massively important. Do not keep it all bottled up inside here. I just talked to a potential coaching client a couple of days ago, last week, actually, because a couple of days ago was this weekend, um, last week. And in that, she was talking about how much she keeps inside. She goes, Chris, I can't tell anybody anything. And I'm like, you don't have a, like a best friend or you don't have nothing, nobody. And I'm like, how is that working out for you? I'm just like, I have high blood pressure. My cholesterol is high, blah, 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 all these different things. And I said, well, you need to work with somebody. You need to talk to somebody. Most likely she needs to talk to a therapist more than she does need a coach. But my point is this, be honest with yourself. And Danielle mentioned something that was very powerful journaling. I journal. It's very, very powerful because once you get those words outside of yourself, once you accept and you acknowledge and you're honest with yourself, then you can't run from it anymore. And you got to ask yourself this question. What am I running from? It's one of the most powerful questions you can ask yourself. What am I running from or what am I scared of? What am I scared of? What am I scared of? Oh, I'm scared of making an ass out of myself. Why? Oh, because I don't want to embarrass myself. Why? Oh, because I did it when I was seven years old and it made me feel like shit. Okay. So how is that serving me? Is that serving me? No, no, it's holding me back. It's holding me back from being my true set, my true self, right? If you're silly, be silly. If you're whatever it is, just be you. Because that vibration is going to come out. That's why I'm just me. And I, if people dig me, great, awesome. If you don't, no worries. Go find somebody you do. This world's a big place. But guess what, ladies and gentlemen? Time is short. Time is short. Life is going to pass by so quickly. I was talking to somebody the other day. They're 37 years old. And I said, I'm going to be 55 next month. And they were blown away. And I said, trust me, dude. I remember 37 like it was fucking yesterday. I said, I remember 47 like it was yesterday. The time is going to go by. Are you living your life or are you existing in your life? Think about that. We're going to be back next week on the Ron and Scripted Show. I'm going to be back next week. I think next week you guys get a treat. I think next week you guys get a treat. Where did it go? Where did my thing go? Where did it go? Where did it go? Where did it go? Next week we have for you guys. Who is up next week? Because you always ask me, like, tell me who's next week. Who's next week? Um, buh, 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 buh. Next week is me. I had a cancellation of a guest, so it's going to be me. So let me know what it is that you want to talk, want me to talk about. Send an info, send an email, info at noexcusescoach.com. You guys know how to get a hold of me. Let me know what you want me to talk about, and I will talk about it next week here on the show. I know I have some unfinished questions from a question show that I did, so I could do that as well. But let me know what it is that is most important to you guys for me to talk about this year, and I will make a show about it next week. So again, connect with Danielle. I love you guys. 
Go be kick-ass unstoppable. I love you, Nancy. You're awesome. Jarrett Chaplin, this is my coach. Oh, uh, oh, you're you're saying you're telling Jared this is my coach. I was like, huh? I thought Jared Chaplin was your coach. I'm your coach. Yes. Nancy's nodding. Ha ha ha. Imposter syndrome. Oh, yes. Let's talk about that. Perhaps we will. I think I did one on that before, but I think we can do it again. Thank you, Nancy. I love you guys. All right. Go out there. Be awesome. I have a, uh, a family to go tend to. Peace. Cheers. <laughs>